Hey everyone, and welcome to The Seed. We are changing over to a new podcast show that is more reflective of where I am in life. Ironically, The Seed was planted by every guest that I had on my Homes and Hops podcast. So listen in, subscribe, and comment on my new monthly podcast, The Seed, which stems from Dandelion Discussions, all about women empowerment, entrepreneurship, and objectives that are often planted in us. Our guest stories are here to inspire, educate, and most importantly, to let you know you are not alone. Hey everyone, Lisa Resnick here with The Seed. Um, uh, I am here with one of my best friends who I love to the core, Kelly Catullo. Say hey, Kelly. Hey guys. So Kelly Catullo is one badass bee <laughs> that um, I... I, like, how did we meet? Uh, how we met, I'm not sh- certain. I think it was just through, you know, friends of friends. And Youngstown's so small. It's like if you give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And, that and, means the circle's even smaller. Yeah. And if, <laughs> like if you give a shit in the community, I feel like all the people that give a shit kind of know each other. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit. And I was one of the lucky ones that got it the first Christmas. So I had COVID for Christmas. It was glorious, guys. And Miss Lisa (laughs) shows up at my doorstep with farm fresh Sarah's eggs. Oh, hell yeah. My obsession. And if you don't know about Sarah's eggs, um, and after she did that, we were we were just friends. We weren't. I think I also brought you beer. Friends. Did that I... was for the podcast. Oh, that was yes. after. <laughs> yeah, that was after for our podcast. But like, right. we weren't friends before Sarah's no. eggs. But like so, after Sarah's eggs, I was like, no, we're we're friends. So Kelly um, was definitely a popular girl. Besides our our minimal age gap, <laughs> we would not have been in school together. <laughs> but um, even if we were. Kelly and I would not have been friends growing up. <laughs> we do, we do laugh about um, our differences. She was the cheerleader. Up. I was on speech. I, like, no, no, no. But don't just say that. I was also in show choir. Like I wore a sequins. The difference, like growing up for me, I was a wildcat, Ghost Struthers, yes. all day, every day. But like nobody, nobody cared. Like I don't. I just feel like we grew up. In our community where every everyone was equal. So like you were just friends with everyone. You went to a party. It was like everyone was there. It didn't matter that I was a cheerleader. It didn't matter. I just had to be invited to the party. <laughs> yeah. Of course you were all I mean, equal. You were the ones included. <laughs> no, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I feel like, I don't know. It's true. We We both went to school systems that were smaller. Yeah. So when you do go to smaller school systems like we did, like our class was under a hundred. Right. Um, you do it's it's very difficult not to have some sort of relationship with every one of your class members. Right. And um and I do, like I was a nerd growing up and and I unfortunately also wasn't like the nerd straight A student nerd. I was just a <laughs> dork. But like but but I still had a group of friends. I still got to like hung out hung yeah. out with a few people. I did get included at some parties. Good for um, you. Girl. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like I was popular in my own little mind. But um but yes, I mean when college hit it was like my world expanded for me. That's how it was. Yeah. 
How did, how did, how did college go for you, Kelly? Actually, actually let's go back to like, so, so the seed is all about who we are and how things are planted in us Mm -hmm. that help us grow and flourish into, into the beautiful dandelion flowers that we can be with resilience, everything about us. It has some significance and purpose. And I do find that we have a tendency as women to utilize all of our resources. Oh yeah. And with inward too. Yes. Every, like inward. Everything about us. Yeah. Um and also just like the dandelions nutritious as well. Yeah. So if anybody's had dandelion salad, it's amazing. A and tea. I tea. Oh yes. Oh yes, dandelion tea. Actually, I was talking to. A I feel fr- like that's what, what you. Should, sorry for interrupting, but that's what you should serve on this, like oh. a dandelion tea. I mean, you could spike it. If I was you about want, to say, but... I feel like it should be spiked. Right now, yeah. we're we're sipping on some white wine, even though it's a little bit chilly and gloomy out. But that's okay. That's all right. But um, so I wanted Kelly to come on here. Um, well, a I love her, but um, but b because I do think that all of us have had this belief of who we were hmm. going to be and and like how we first initially plant the seeds in us of the visions of what we believe should our lives should be versus those seeds that we don't realize that are being planted in us until later on when they really start to sprout. Yeah. That's a lot of plant analogy. <laughs> I mean, you're really going with this. Yeah. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, I I don't know. Like I said, I, I grew up, my mom was a single mom as far back as I can remember. She does laugh that she could have put me in a closet and done nothing with me because I don't remember much of being a child, but um, so for a long time it was her and then my older sister and me and then my little brother and then, um, the baby sister came along like 10 years younger, but my, she was a single mom, um, solid strength. Yep. Um, you know, all the things you talk about in, in the mother figure that oh, you yeah. want. Um, but my life today is nothing that I would have imagined so, as a child. I never asked you this. Yeah. What did you envision? What did I envision? As a so in, I think the summer before third grade, I had meningitis. So I was in the hospital. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. That's scary. And, you know, the doctors and nurses and like all that. So at that point, I was, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a pediatrician. I've always loved kids. Um, I think they're phenomenal. Like just in general, their brains are wide open. Yep. And if you treat them, not like adults, but not so much as babies. Ju- yeah. It, but if you treat them like as like miniature adults and give them time to flourish and conversation and respect their minds, they're, they're amazing. I agree. So I wanted to do that. And then I, I've wanted to do everything my whole life. I guess I'm just uh a learner. I've never mm-hmm. had something set in stone. I'm I'm I was always a little bit envious of the people that knew what they wanted to do when they were young and followed through with it cuz I'm like how how do you do that? How the hell? How do you yep. do that? Cuz yep. I I mean I wanted to be a massotherapist and a counselor and I just all these things and here I am a so co-owner you, of I a know boutique that randomly started in the middle of COVID and I yes. say random but I don't mean random as like we didn't 
think or plan or work. I just mean like I never, if you would have asked me as a child, that that wasn't my life plan. It's interesting because as kids, we don't have thoughts and life plans when it comes to opening up our own business. Have you ever noticed that? We always think about- right. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a doctor or a teacher. A lawyer, Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it may be, but it's always working for someone else. Yeah. Not working for yourself. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's like how we're programmed in school, the um what career days when people come in and they talk about what they do, mom, dad, or a rando off the street. Like they come in and they tell you about their occupations. But How often has anybody come to you and said, I started my business? Right. I was sitting down one day watching TV and something hit me that this is missing. Right. And and I'm going to fill this void and this is what I'm going to do in order to get it done. Because it's scary. It's like to actually jump that and and start it and and then do it is super like it's petrifying it's scary it is and even but when you're in it me, it's still scary. oh absolutely yeah. but, the, but the place that I was in when we started my whole world I don't want to say my whole world was scary but my whole world was unknown my whole entire world was like juggling the shit that was thrown at me yeah. and the shit that I was in and what you did and how do you like you juggling a, like shit's falling here and something's in the air and how to like where am I gonna go from here? The pandemic was so much more to you in your life oh. than just getting sick. Oh, I, I mean, and 100. the fear and the fear of getting sick. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it was it was a lot in a one year span that just <laughs> came at you. Yeah, it was a. Yeah, I tell everyone, like, I'm super honest. The pandemic for me and my boys was awful. But at the same time, it was a period of grace where we didn't have to go out in public. We could process and do all of the things like that we should have done internally um, to get through. And really more for me than my kids. Kids are resilient. You know, they... They bounce back and they, not to say that their feelings aren't valid because they yeah. are and not to say that they don't process because yep. they do. And a lot of the times they need the adults in their lives to help them. But especially for me, it was a godsend yeah. and it was also fucking awful. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a swearer. Oh no, so, we're okay. Yeah. Plug so. your ears, guys. <laughs> if, if you're not, but like it was both at the same time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that is a lot because at one point, so Kelly, before being a business owner, um, you were a stay-at-home mom. I was. And, yeah, I was and a which stay-at-home is, mom for years. I worked part-time. Um, but yeah, my my main focus always has been... The support system. Yeah. Yeah. In everything. Right. My kids and my family. Everything. Yeah. Every, that, that's, I mean, really, and she honestly, still is. Really, that's yeah. everything to me. Yeah. Like, it was, it was the main, even in our business, you know, when, yeah. when Nikki and I started the beauty boutique, it was, you know, how, how does this fit for us, you know, mm-hmm. and how, how do we let our girls know that, I mean, our kids and our families 
our like our life, you know? Yes. And and we want this to work. Yep. At the same time. So how how do we balance that and make sure that it's a good fit? Which is difficult to do. Oh yeah. I don't know if you read the book um Girl Stop Apologizing. I couldn't do it. Yeah, so this is the other thing I know about Kelly. So <laughs> I love these books. These books, just like at the Dandelion Discussions, listening to other women speak, whatever it may be, they're, they're inspirations for me to keep going. Um, but girls, stop apologizing. So Kelly has an issue of repetitiveness within within a book. Yeah, it was like the same thing over and over and over. And, and I get I, it. And I they do it to reinforce whatever message that they're trying to push through to you. So it sinks in and absorbs into your system. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Um, but girls, stop <laughs> apologizing. What I loved about the book, and I get it, they do do it. Yeah. I can get over it. Because especially it's like five sentences at the end of the chapter. But like... <laughs> but, <laughs> I can always just stop reading it, but uh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> but yeah, you did fully, fully. I just skipped to the next chapter. But um, but she talked about like about balancing, yeah, um, your friendships, your family life, your work life, and um, and the whole idea of it is like, fuck it, you can't. You really can't. And and it's sometimes you're. family, 10% work, or it's reversed, 90% work, 10% family. It's just making sure that it's not, the balance comes into play when you look at the graph longer, if you will. And I'm trying to remember, because I remember we talked about this, Mm -hmm. because I, I, we were on the phone about some talking about something. My favorite kind of friendships um, in adulthood are the ones where you can talk openly and honestly and yeah. freely about all the things. Everything. And then they still hold space for you, even if there's disagreement. Oh, you know? yeah. So that's one of my... <laughs> we had a random conversation the one day, and Lisa looked at me. She goes, so, so is what you're telling me that if I feel this way... That you don't you don't accept me you don't love me and I was like oh fuck no oh yeah no that is I not, do. I that remember is not that. we were in your kitchen I was like no no that is not what I'm saying I'm just saying that I don't I don't we're just different in yeah yeah but to go back I think it was Deanna and she posted something about it was a reference in regards to juggling all the yes. things in your life yes and I we were talking about juggling and I was like oh my god did you read that and she was like no Lisa was like no and I was like you you have to go back so I'm gonna do a piss poor job of explaining it but it was the the you're always you are always going to drop something yeah you know when when you have seven days of the week they can't always be the same focus like That's you're right. not going to focus on the same thing 24 hours of every single day so yes you are going to drop one of those balls a hundred percent however. Just make sure it's not one of the glass balls. Exactly. In that moment. And for me, because you always hear the juggling. Work will bounce back up. Yeah. Friendships will bounce back. Yes. But there are those that will not. No. Your health's not going to... You let yourself go, your health's not going to bounce back. You put yourself in a hole mentally. You don't have the support system. You don't go to a counselor when you need to. You don't take the medicine you need to. That's hard to bounce back from. It is. Yeah. So for me, that was such a what yeah yeah because you hear the juggle all the time but i'm like dude that 
I don't like that reference. I've, I've never been a very good juggler. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a clown. <laughs> yeah. But I, I have a very good dog squirrel. Like, <laughs> I'm like, something will catch my interest. Oh, me too. Well, we talked about this the other day too. Luckily though, I still get my shit done. This is why I write lists. I'm yeah. a list person. Yeah. And I am like to the detail of everything that I do, whether like on my list every day, if I have to hang laundry hang laundry is on my list. Yeah. And there is nothing more gratifying to me than checking it off. Checking it off. It's yeah. like it's amazing. I'm There's a paper like, planner person. Oh, it's so fulfilling. And yeah, I gotta see it in fr- I have to, I have to see it laid out in front of me. Yep. You know, someone's you I mean you do, you send the Google calendars and I'm like, I'm, yep. okay, I gotta I ha- I have to look at my paper. I have to. But I still utilize my paper calendar. Yeah, I have to. And part of that is my learning style mm. is um, I have to write. Same. Like, so for me to absorb and write, it's like going to the grocery store. If my husband writes out the list, Fandy writes it out and hands it to me to go to the store, I can't, I am constantly going back and referencing what was on the list. But if I write out the list myself, I am like, I'm able to go through it. Yeah. And like make it five aisles down and make sure that everything's checked. And right. I'm doing good. Yeah. It's amazing how much better I retain the information if I write it down. Same. Speeches, same way. Yeah. Um, fun Little fun tidbit. I'm actually in, in training right now for something new in my life. And okay, so, so we went there the one day and, you know, she's telling me the things, all yep. the things. And I'm writing it down like I, I i'm writing and mm-hmm. she looks at me she goes are you taking notes and i was like oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah let me let i will stop what i'm doing i'm like let me let me write that down real quick yeah yeah let me write that down so i have something to go back to and reference yes otherwise it's gone right i'm the same exact way i'm the same way which makes it actually harder as when it comes to education and studies because we're that style of a learner yeah because Yes, we do have to attend the classes. Yeah. Hear the professors, right? And then write down everything they're pretty much saying to right. us. Yeah. And then later on, go back and reread what we've already written mm-hmm. down. And if we don't do that, yeah. we're screwed. Right. Absolutely. So let's go back to COVID and the whole like shit storm shit that, show. yeah, <laughs> wasn't a shit, a shit show. Uh. Shit show, I'm picturing like <laughs> you with curlers in your hair walking through the store dragging your kids that no, are... No, I didn't have to do that. It was great. <laughs> it was great. So shit storm of everything that was occurring, which was a lot. Yeah. And at this point in time, I had also um, recruited Kelly to um, join the Junior League Yeah. For for the Mahoney Valley. And we were at um, a nonprofit downtown, and we were putting these STEM packets together for for the kids. And this is when Kelly mentioned to me, with everything happening in her life right now, <laughs> and processing and trying to get her arms around the family structure in the new the new family structure, if you will. Yeah, like trying to figure everything out on that end. And at the same time, going from like the support role yeah. of, of at home, which is to me the hardest job that there ever is out there. 
I mean, literally, I think I lasted nine months before I was jumping and leaping back into the workforce. Yeah. So it, it is the hardest job. I respect all mothers who do that. Um, but trying to gauge your life path right. and the new way things are yeah. and, and helping your kids navigate this as well. And then it's this whole like right because I mean the whole, like what the, the fuck whole, am I going to do? The whole world was still basically honestly shut down. Yeah. And so it's yeah I have a degree. Yes, yeah. I'm educated. Yes, I'm smart. Yes. Yes. All all of the things, but but how am I really, going to get honestly, back in? In that part, it really it at that moment it really didn't matter. Mm-mm. It it really and I was home with two kids. Yeah. Like they were st- they were still home. Yeah. They were and home it, learning, and, it, and it's just you. They were home learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, well. How do I, and Luch is nine. I, I, he can't stay home all day on his computer no. and do at-home learning, you no. know? So it was like one of those like, <laughs> yeah. what, what's what the hell do we do? Yeah. And which right. every, every mom out there could agree that stay, like their education yeah. in 2020, like I am really surprised that all kids haven't been held back <laughs> because <laughs> I know that I found it to be very difficult Oh. To teach these kids what they need to learn. I I agree. I I agree. I always loved and appreciated teachers, but even more so. Whole new level. Like, I don't don't think I realized my dependency at the the extent. I don't don't think the whole, like, our whole nation in general didn't realize the dependency on schools. It's like we we loved them and appreciated them. But, but we not, didn't realize like how much we oh needed yeah like it's 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 a lot it's not only education but at the same time it's built in caretaking for your children from mm-hmm. eight to two or eight to three or whatever yep. time that school is you know yep. parents are like well I I have to get to I have to I get have back to, get to, to work. work you know yeah yeah it was I it was uh it was interesting yeah it was not fun no. I think at one point we were like 2021, we're dropping them off outside of the school. No matter what. Even if they were sitting on a bench. Yeah. If you guys got to play tag, play tag. Go play tag. Yeah. We're good with it. So you then said to me at this, at this event, how did you, you were like, so I want, so I'm going to, I want to talk to you about something. I was like, yeah, I mean, I I might have some news. And she was like, her head whipped to the side and she goes, (laughs) what news? And I was like, um... We're, you know, my sister-in-law and I, we're going to, we're going to start a, an online boutique. She goes, what do you mean? And yeah. I was like, you know, told her the, the brief details that I had in that moment. And she was like, I think actually your first words out of your mouth were, I'm so proud of you. Oh, hell yeah. And for me as a, I don't know, I guess I have learned how important those words are. But like yeah. most grown-ups don't really use that word often to other grown-ups in my in my world. Okay. However, like, I feel like I say that too. Like, you do. You what, say it a lot. Yeah. If warranted. I'm not Yeah. Not, those words well, aren't you given. You surround yourself with people who you should be proud of. Yeah. So I think that speaks to you as I need those people in my a life. A human. Oh, I need people like you in my life. Oh, I love you. I'm. It's true. I'm. I 
told this story a couple weeks ago, how thankful I am for Sarah's eggs and a random, (laughs) a random, I actually told him, I said, you know, Lisa and I, we were not friends at that time. Mm -mm. We weren't. We were were acquaintances. acquaintances. Right. And he said, I don't think, he was like, you might not have thought you were friends, but the fact that she would do that for you, she thought you were friends. And I said, I disagree. No. I disagree. That's, I think that's just her as a human, but I knew in that moment I wanted to be her friend. And I am, I'm, I always have had trust issues. Always. Oh, me too. I'm just, uh, I'm a guarded human. I don't go into things bubbly and like. I may be bubbly. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like people, that wouldn't be a word to describe me. No. Um, no, then, not at all. No, no. And so for me in that moment, I was like, oh, no, I want like I want to be your friend, you know. And when he said that, he was like, I think she would think differently. And I was like, I don't I I don't agree. But we've honestly never had this conversation. A hundred percent. I I thought of you as an acquaintance. Right. Yeah. At the time. But I also thought of you as somebody that you can see. Like, to me, I saw all the goodness of you. Um, It makes me feel bad. And I also thought you were somebody who needed it. Yeah. Oh, no, I did. I needed... And and that was... That... I don't... that, That might have been my biggest growth point over COVID. And it doesn't come from COVID. It comes from you know, months before COVID. So I, I found out um, three months before COVID that um, we were divorcing. So I was married, two kids. We were divorcing um, in married December. a long time together, in December. a long time. Yeah, so we were divorcing. So in that moment, for me, what was hard is I had zero control over how I was feeling. I, yeah. I was like a – I was – honestly a walking zombie which is why I say COVID was a godsend and awful at the same time for us Um, but in that moment learning how to accept I don't ask for help no no I'm I'm never going to be the person that says can you do this for me no or can can you help me with this like if it's my kids and I really really need help yes absolutely I'm gonna ask but like for me I'm not gonna ask you for shit yeah. And I don't mean you in general. I just mean anyone. anyone. Like, I'm literally not asking you for shit. Now, it's if true. you show up and do something for me, fuck. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> I I don't have the words, you know, and, you know, all the things came out about personality yep. tests and love, like, my, that's my love language is yep. acts, acts of service. Yep. Like, you show up and do something for me, I don't, I'm like mind blown every time. Every it it's it makes no sense, but at the same time for me it's like someone took the time out of their day and everyone's busy. Everyone's busy. Everyone I just listened to that pod that Glennon Doyle podcast about like how do you ask people for help when you know everyone's drowning? I know. Like how? I say this all the time. I and since twenty twenty actually probably more so into 2021 I use the analogy is like I feel like we're all in the middle of a lake and we're just doggy paddling for our lives yeah and none of us want to put our feet on in onto the mucky 
mucky ground underneath the lake because that's not where we want our stability because it's gross. Mm -mm. It feels weird. And this is, it's not right. We want to be back on land. Right. But we can't get there. No. And that's where I feel like the status of all of us are right now. Um, None of us are alone in that. I really do believe that that's how we're all feeling. And I... And I don't know when we're going to get back to land. Oh, God, I don't either. But I I'm will just say, not although paddling. I would never want anyone to feel how I was feeling, like when COVID happened, since I had to learn in the months prior how to accept help yeah. and have people show up for me when and where they could, yeah. which I'm eternally grateful for and will never forget any anyone it, it doesn't matter in those moments what the, I will never, ever, 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 ever forget that. But then COVID hit and it was like, I didn't feel any longer like I was the only one struggling. Yeah. And I know that's sad. That almost sounds no, bad. I, no. I, I know. I, th- that I think that that's honest. Bad. But like in that moment, it was like, okay. Okay. You weren't wishing for no, other people. No, God, no, no, you, no, 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 you, no, 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 no. You just felt like you weren't alone I anymore. I wasn't alone anymore. Right. I wasn't alone in that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Absolutely nothing wrong with right. that. Right. Yeah. At, at, but I'm also aware of the fact now, Yeah. years later, how bad that does, like how bad that sounds. <laughs> it does. Actually, I don't think that sounds bad at all. Uh-huh. Like, I don't think it sounds bad at all. Okay. Like, nobody wants to feel alone. Yeah. And, the, and nobody's really up front about the shit that's going on in our lives. Yeah. Nobody, like people do, they they keep it in, they want the image out there that your shit's all together because they're afraid if you show a crack, then they'll leave you. And there's that moment where your crack was exposed. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> that, that so was everyone else's. Right. Right. So then if everybody's cracks exposed, right. then it is more the grace, the more acceptance, the more because we're all there in it together. Right. I mean, so that whole fear of whether it be true or not, because in all honesty, I I, I am freaking like a stone cracked everywhere. Like, like one day, so one day somebody's going to hit me in one that one spot where I can crumble. Right. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to get put back together. But right. but you have this. This whole world that was in that same boat as you were. Yeah. And the, and it is like there's... It's like everyone's starting you, you, over. You like lost everyone's- the fear of of showing the crack. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. lost that. Right. Which was... I mean, I feel like that's a good thing. If anything oh, out yeah. of COVID came out, like that would be a phenomenal thing to come out of this. Right. Yeah. Is letting go. Oh, I mean... Of an image that everybody believes us. I mean, listen, yeah. e- even on the vanity level, isn't that COVID when people started doing the post of like no makeup? Yeah. Like this is my natural beauty. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of that natural beauty. <laughs> <laughs> it was A lot of it. It was great. Yeah. I don't know how to put on makeup now anymore. <laughs> yeah. Although I was at work before I came here and um, my cousin was in and a couple of um, our regulars and I'm in leather joggers that feel like sweatpants and a really cozy sweater and my hair was in this ridiculous ponytail like side of my head and I just looked 
like me, you know, I wasn't trying for anything and we were just laughing, you but know? But isn't that, like, to me, that's a blessed thing that's happened. That we oh, yeah. Could, that we have reverted back to being more natural and just being more us. Yeah. And I do think that, that we are more like, fuck it. Here I'm I am. I'm not going to lie, though. I've really always been like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is true. I've had this. Um, I grew into my fuck it. Yeah, I don't, I really, I have no idea where it came from. I really think, and I don't. I guess I don't know if, like, as a little child, I did. I was a whiner. My mom used to call me Mouth of the South and ask me <laughs> if I wanted cheese with my wine. But um, I don't. As far as I could remember, I just didn't really give a fuck what people thought of me. You know, I don't. I don't have that. That's not an insecurity of mine. That I just feel me. like I am me. I I've always been me. That doesn't mean I. I don't see where I can change and grow because I, yeah. I, I know about those things. Um, but at, at the core, like I, I am me, I'm loud yeah. and I'm sarcastic and I have the largest heart if you deserve it. Um, and I will go to fucking bat for anyone like you're being in, I did not get to that level until I was probably in my late 20s. Yeah. And then it has grown since then. I'll never forget when I was um, 18. So when I was 18, I started off at Youngstown State University. Um, went down to visit my father in Arizona during Christmas break. Came back um, and started walking campus in the snow and was like, screw this. I'm out. I'm out. And I moved to Arizona. Mm. And my dear friend, Lori, who I love to death to this day, she still lives in Scottsdale, Arizona, um, where we met. But I'll never forget us going to ASU, hanging out because she went to Arizona State. Um, I My goal was to attend there the following year, which that's a whole other story. Um, but we went out with a couple of guys and afterwards um, on our way home, she said to me, she goes, you know, Lisa, she's like, you can be a little loud. <laughs> and, and she's like, I love you for it. And she does. She goes, I love you for it, but it can turn off men. And I just want to let you know that that you can be a little off putting. And I appreciate her honesty. I know she did not mean any harm by it. She was probably looking at like, can I get my girl some action? Like whatever it may be. But like that stuck with me. And I remember for how long afterwards I like tried to hold like I did, like I would intentionally hold back. Right. Because I was afraid that I was putting people off. Because I am loud. I oh. am very loud. And I'm opinionated. But like, but why would you want someone who loves you for anything less yeah. than all of the loud 100%. and opinionated and goofy and All dorky. I kept thinking about was like. Not anymore. That you are. <laughs> no, I'm still a dork. <laughs> that you I are. I just embrace it. And like everybody else is like, well, she's fine with it. We're fine with yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh-uh. Fuck that. You know, I've said all this. I don't, I'm not, I don't tiptoe. Yeah. I don't, I don't tiptoe for no one. 
No. I, I just don't. No. I am me. And I love it. Yeah. I'm. You want someone that tiptoes. You. Be- yeah. And that, but it took me a while to get to that person and let that part go because yeah. I, all I kept thinking about was how am I impacting then other people in the room be by me being me. And like that, that was definitely like something that stuck with me now, granted, and clearly still has, because I remember the conversation. Right. And I, I was probably even drinking that night. So the fact that I even still remember the conversation <laughs> is pretty amazing. <laughs> but, but, but like, I don't know how or when I started to grow out of caring. And it's not like I don't care about other people. I, I care probably too much about people. But that, but it was about lacking caring in the sense of if you don't like me and who I am, I'm okay with that. Fuck yeah. I don't, I don't need to be friends with everyone. Nope. I don't need everyone to like me. Nope. Like this is who I am Mm -hmm. and take it or leave it because I'm tired of trying to be who you want me to be. You and know. I think that's where, like, I think I just grew weary, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's a good word. While you were just, like, balls out from the beginning, like, <laughs> like listen. Here I am. Listen. <laughs> Here I got I other am. shit going on that, yeah. I, that I don't want to get it's weary. It's true. It yeah. really is true. There's, like, there's so much shit in life. Oh, like, yeah. it don't matter who you are or where you come from or what your family looks like. It's just everybody has shit. Yep. So... Why why should I add extra shit by caring about Oh I know people who don't care for me. Yeah. Like really honestly, you don't care for me. That's great. There's yeah. a whole world of people out As there for you to care for. I try You could find your people. I tell my boys this all the time. Same. Like this this world that you have right now is so, so small. small. So small. Yeah. Like you will find your people. If you feel like and in, in which which my eldest, who is a little bit more of the nerd, yeah, um, he has such a core, strong group of friends, and it's because he doesn't he doesn't care if you're the popular kid, he doesn't care if you're the nerd, whatever. It's who you are as the human, right? That he's connected, right? My youngest, I wish had the same mentality. He cares too much about the popularity, yeah. And, and with that, to me, becomes hollow relationships. It so, could. So his bonds, for him it has. Yeah. So his bonds aren't as tight as they could be because he's missing the people who would be tight with him. Yeah. And I know those kids and they're good kids. And because they're popular, because they're not the football player, they're not the whatever, like, so he misses the ones that are standing by him because he's looking in front. Because they're bright and shiny. Yeah. 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 I don't do bright and shiny well. Mm -mm. Neither do I. Mm -mm. I've never have. Yeah. Just, I don't, like, show me real. Yeah. Like, tell me. I, I mean, I, we went to brunch, Lisa and I and friends. Yep. I don't know, two, two and a half maybe years ago now. Yeah. Two years ago now. That was a And great somebody brought up the, you know, 40 questions, how to get to know someone or I don't know. It's like 40 questions about how to make 
you'll fall in love by the end of these yep. 40 questions. Anyways, that was a bunch of friends around the table, brunch, and somebody asked one of the questions. And we re- went around the table and all answered this question. And I think the question was, what would you change about your childhood? Yep. Super honestly, you know? Yeah. And it was just all friends, so. It was definitely it probably was the most open experience I've had. As which, an adult uh, yeah. in public. Yeah. When it wasn't just a one-on-one. Yeah. And for me, I was like, this This is what my soul needs. Like mm-hmm. this, I, I'm a writer. Like I've, yeah. I, middle school, I think, we had the TI-83 calculators. Oh, and yeah. And we would write on on the notes part of it and swap calculators my friend and I um and then in high school like two of my guy friends we would literally swap like poem notebooks oh um and I still write it's like very cathartic for me it's it's one of the things that Lisa and I started jiu-jitsu yes uh, I think like last year I fucking bummed out my shoulder so I had to stop yes. but that also is I cathartic. beat the shit out of her no, don't I would. do not <laughs> let don't let her lie no, <laughs> at all but it that was cathartic also but um yeah writing is very cathartic for me it's like getting it out without like having to talk to people about it just like on the paper yeah yeah same thing I I think I think writing is extraordinarily helpful and I did I beat I did beat up Kelly a lot during jujitsu. Do not let her believe you. <laughs> she has daddy long leg legs, but <laughs> my small stature won me um a couple a couple rounds for sure. She likes to say that that I didn't beat her up, but I definitely did. I feel like we should do a call in. What was that? <laughs> what was that game show where you could do a call in? I know. In? I know. Yeah. Sorry, this isn't an actual radio station. <laughs> this is a podcast, so no ability at this point in time. Phone a friend. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> so, so let's get back to let's go back to actually the event. So, again, let's. I want to focus on your redirection of your entire life. Right of what you thought was laid out in front of you Hmm. to the, you call it the shit storm, shit show, collision, whatever you want to say, the, the new, the new roadmap, right? The new map that was in front of you that you're trying to figure out which direction you wanted to go. Yeah. And I like that better than shit show. You just had a new map. A new map. And yeah. uh, I was trying to read the map, actually. Yeah. It was the same map. Just figuring yeah. out. It all right, the same different, map. Different, yeah. different path. Right. I've never been good at direction, so. So I, <laughs> so she did. She told me that she, her plan yeah. or her, her thoughts of maybe yeah. like attempting this new right. venture with, with your sister-in-law. And, and it's true. Like I was, I was so proud of you yeah. and I was so excited for you. So proud. And I just loved everything about it for you. Yeah. Um, because pancake, sorry, because, sorry. <laughs> because her dog's name is pancake. Yes. And, and he, he is, is all frisky today. I don't know what's happening. Yes. He's like nibbling on my sweater and my arm <laughs> and he never does this. And so, it, I think he's he, he knows is, he's we're trying super, to focus. Yes, he's super jealous. 
Um, and I would kick him out of the room, but then he would cry. Okay. So I was so, so happy for you. And I know you were nervous. Oh, I mean, I think I said earlier, it's scary. It's petrifying, actually. Um, but here you are. It's crazy. Like what, two years later? Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Two years later, here you are. And have a storefront. Yeah. Because before you both were working out of... Nikki's basement. Yeah. Yeah. You have an insane amount of followers on a private page. Yeah. So you have incorporated the whole click and, click and order and brick and mortar. Yeah. Um, eventually, I am going to convince Kelly to open up her brick and mortar a little bit longer. <laughs> Maybe even relocate her. <laughs> but, That's the real estate agent that they're working right there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but um, but then again, I also see everything that's in that store and how yeah. it's laid out. And it is laid out perfectly. Yeah. Um, but are you? do you find yourself still as nervous as you were when it's kind of like you, like you said yes? Like you said, it's like you basically married something all over again. Mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, n- nervous, yes. Just, um, yeah. For sure. I mean, you never, oh, I've learned, you You really never know. You really never know. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought, um, I thought my life was my life, yep. you know, and I thought, Everything was laid out, you know, the roadmap you were yep. talking about. I thought that was all laid out. And, and then, then when like, it oh, wasn't. Um, there's road construction. Yeah. There's lots of construction. There's, there's a detour. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the detour's blocked. Now what do I do? <laughs> right. It's like one thing, one thing, one thing. And then when I blew my tire and then yeah. all, all the fucking Oh, a hundred percent. So. Um, it's my world now. Nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still nervous. You know, you just never know. You never know what's coming or I've learned to just flow. Yeah. Like it's been my word since all the things happened is just letting go of everything I thought and all of the things that I thought were my life that are no longer and just being here and I'm just um, Pancake is literally outside the door whining because he wants to get in and bite my arm yeah. some more. And yeah. not bite, but like you nibble. Want, yeah. He wants to nibble on me. Oh, yeah. He's he's a very needy, needy pup. This is Golden Retrievers, people. But um, so, yeah, definitely nervous. Um, excited to have like a like a restart. Like I, I, I pushed the restart yeah. button. Now, you know, years later is exhilarating. It's kind of. (laughs) I think that um, I think for me, my biggest thing is. And which is completely ironic because Teddy Roosevelt's my favorite president. Yeah. And he had is all about trying. Yeah. And, and the whole quote is better to have tried and failed than never to have tried to succeed. Right. And that is something that is some that I hold. Yeah. But at this, I feel like I hold it because 
I need to believe it. Mm -hmm. Because I think my biggest fear of starting anything is A, not completing it or failing at it. Yeah. And then, and this is, it's terrible to say this, and but I am being honest, but not, I feel like I'm okay with my failure and then getting back up. But I feel like the exposure, when we talk about the cracks and everything like that, the exposure of my failure to everyone else. Right. Because let's face it, you file for bankruptcy, it's publicized. Yeah. And like, and I think that those things, I think those things petrify me. And I know in business, you're never supposed to go into anything thinking about not succeeding. Yeah. But that's not how my mind works. Right. My mind works in like every single avenue. Yeah. Like, let's check off the boxes. Let's make sure that, that I have a plan. Yeah. If something happens, like I am probably like, all the way down the alphabet of plans <laughs> down to at least... Just in case. Like, I'm at least at the P or the O. Like, yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. Well, I went into this with no backup plan, so... I mean, yeah. I, I had no backup plan My backup before, plan is sending so, in resumes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the, yeah, right? Yeah, there's that too. I don't know. Yeah, when it... No, yeah. I mean, I could have went a different route, obviously, than start this, but like... I think this is perfect. And it, what you're doing, Kelly is right when, when, she, when she mentioned like all the different avenues of different things that, that she wanted to be in life. But in reality, Kelly still wants to be all those things. Oh, no, I do. Yeah, and, I do. And Kelly still pursues roots to get those things accomplished as well. Yeah, I just had this conversation the other day. Um, a friend of mine was talking about um, the things she's incorporating mm -hmm. um, in her new business. And I'm trying to be vague because I don't know if she would want those out there. Out there, you know? And my response to her was, yeah, but what if at the same time, like there was a, a counselor? Like, yeah. Like at the same, I mean, everyone's busy, yeah. you know, and I, I know there's like implications and you have to make sure like all the lines are straight, but like she looked at me and she was like, yeah. 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 She was like, oh my God, could, could you imagine Yeah. if in this time, this was accomplished, this was accomplished, you know, and it's like all important things they're they're all like very 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 important things but like if you could be so relaxed so I say all the time my dream would have been and uh, believe me I know I know the the lines you have to follow to be a counselor but like my dream was all could you imagine if you could go and get a massage at the same time uh, yes and I think I think about all the different avenues that that would be able to be incorporated and utilized to the utmost extent to, yeah. to benefit people. I think about illnesses and yeah. everything that it would like right. mental as well as physical being and the need for that, I think is extraordinary, if not even more so now. And my other thing to Kelly, because Kelly is also a fashionista, <laughs> and she does it in, in such a phenomenal budgetary manner 
that like I think the fact that she has her style, she has the boutique. I don't see why you can't be a counselor. I don't see why you can't be a tattoo artist. I don't see I it's amazing to me when someone says to me, well, I how can you handle something else? Oh, that's funny because I think Lisa told me, I think it was two weeks ago. I don't get it. I don't know how these people do like all the things. I don't. I I I was on the phone with her. I think I actually yelled at her. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? You don't know (laughs) how people do all the things. You are the people. (laughs) You are the people that do all the fucking things. It's you. But but I don't have my shit together. These people seemingly have their shit together. Nobody has their shit together. But I was like, in what world are you talking about? But you don't. No, but you know what I mean, though. I get no. I, I, I still I, confused. But, but tell, if somebody says to you, and this is where I get agitated, um, and then we can continue this conversation on another podcast, a hundred percent. But like, I feel so, like this should be like a recurring I know a hundred percent. But this is what agitates me is when I say an idea that I want to implement or redirect and grow another one of my current businesses into a new avenue to to further grow it people will say to me how are you capable of doing that how are you able to handle this many things and i find that so agitating and so demeaning and i don't know if it's because i'm a female that they're saying this to me i don't know and and not to be not to be cocky but to be confident there is nothing that i don't do that i don't go into it with the fullest intention of completion and completing it in a way that everyone walks away feeling better absolutely and i i would say people that know you also know that so for when someone says to me I don't think, like, I don't understand. Are you sure you can do this? I do. There's a part of me that wants to be shove it up your ass. There's, Sit and spin. Yeah. Like, when have, what about you? Are you limiting me because of your own limitations? Like, what, like, what is this about? And I guess for me, that would depend on who and where that question comes from. So if, if I were saying to you, for instance, uh, this is what I'm, training for and here's my ideas and here's where this avenue can also grow with what I'm doing and you said to me um so do you think that like you can actually do all of those right now or do you think this is a good idea for you specifically I wouldn't take that to heart because it's you and because I know the intention you have behind the question. Yeah. But if it was some random Tom, Dick and Harry that came up to me with his chest and it's always the randoms and said, well, how do you think you're going to get that? It's the randoms. That that I would have an issue with. the randoms. Yeah. That I would have an issue with. I never had somebody that is close to me ever say that. Right. I've only had randos say that to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, there there you go. Nobody says anything to the Kardashians. (laughs) Well. I know. One day. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to do a sex video. (laughs) So maybe not one day. (laughs) 
I mean, I am, I, I do like anybody who's bitter about the Kardashians and all the success that they have and they revert back to that sex video. I'm like, look girl, at where that girl, <laughs> listen, I think, I think it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, she was young and hot and not, not saying she's still hot. Yeah. But I mean, in, in that video, I mean, I never saw the video. She was I, young. Honest, and, I've I never even, seen it all either, I, I, but I know what age I she is even, now. I don't need. I didn't even know about the video until the reality show. Well, no, I didn't know who they were. Before yeah, the reality yeah, show. and then the then the whole video thing came out or whatever, and I was like, well, well I mean, they them. they spend it yeah. and it worked out for That's them. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, I, good, good for them. Yeah, good for you. I'm, that's awesome. Yeah. You guys literally High like five. have an enterprise. High five. And Kris Jenner kills it, man. She kills it for those girls. So, hey, power to them. So before we go, uh-oh. Um I want to ask you what would you say is the greatest seed that has been planted in you? The greatest seed that has been planted in me. I would say the greatest seed would be (laughs) how much we are built to overcome. Yeah. From from the very beginning. And I do, I really, I had this conversation yesterday. I get so sick and tired of people saying, you're, you're so strong. You know, you can yeah. do it. Oh, all right. Enough. Great. Yeah. Aw- awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so glad you feel that way. Um, but it's, I mean, it's true. Like yeah. we are built as humans, as mothers, as partners, as business women, as friends, to to overcome it's, it's true it's really on i do i feel like that's what we were built for so just to know like throw throw it at me yeah go on throw it at me i think that um i refer back to the the one um saying that i heard somebody say is that the human brain is built as a discounting mechanism mm. so and this was Back in the day, like it was a, it's a way for us to survive. Yeah. So when pain hits us, mm-hmm. it loses the, its amount of strength in us over a period of time. So we start discounting it. Yeah. And it's a great thing. And right. that does help us endure yeah. so much that is constantly thrown our way. For sure. But... What we have to learn to do is combat the good things because that have a tendency to be discounted as well because that's how our brains are wired. Right. So we just have to remember to start. Every day. Every day. Every day. Intentionally do it. Every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm so fucking thankful for my people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like you, you learn a lot by the people who stay. Yeah. You know? Like... And I'm not saying I'm easy. Like, I don't think anyone's easy. I was about to say. Yeah. None I, of us are. N- nobody's easy, you know? But We all I'm have our baggage. Sure as shit, not scared to stand there and fight with the people who choose That's to exactly stay. exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Keep on fighting, kids. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You have to. For sure. I love you. I love you most. All right. We're going to come back.
Yeah. All right. All right. I love you. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening in to The Seed. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, go to dandelion-inc.com and click Let's Connect. And please be sure to subscribe to The Seed's monthly podcast to hear more inspiring stories from other badass women that are all around us. Remember, behind every woman is a tribe of other successful women who have their back. To you all, thank you.